It's Monday the 26th of July. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by Shane Lee. Shane the Chef Lee. What have you been up to? <laughs> well, a lot of cooking on the weekend, Timmy. I think I need to go for about a 40-kilometre run today, mate, to, to run it all off. But uh, no, I did a, um, a nice porchetta on Saturday night. And, and in the spirit of Olympics, mate, last night I did all Japanese food. So it was some teriyaki salmon and some greens and, and some Japanese fried rice, mate. So it was bloody beautiful. Oh, nice. My stomach is rumbling. We do have the State of Origin <laughs> trophy in New South Wales, and we have the jersey to give away over the next couple of weeks. Just follow us on Twitter or Facebook. That is Afternoon Sport on Twitter or Facebook, and you could win that signed New South Wales jersey. Today on the show, of course, all the tennis at the Olympic Games. Jaslyn Hewitt will be here. And from Fox Sports News, it is Drew Jones. He's on the ground in Tokyo. Afternoon Sport. Well, sports it is. I think Geelong is going to win the comp, Shane. I know the Bulldogs were good over Melbourne on the weekend, but uh, Geelong just stays there. Geelong, very, very good. And over Richmond, it was uh, a match that Geelong had to perform in. Um, They've been pretty good uh, the last couple of years, but see sort of stumbling block teams, and Richmond have been one of those this year. Um, The other match was obviously the Bulldogs beating top-of-the-table clash against Melbourne. And I think Bontempelli, mate, uh, he's got to be an absolute favourite now for the Brownlow. What do you think of the Swans, our Swans? I thought they were fantastic. I thought they played really, really well. Buddy was on fire. You know, our, our midfield is, is as strong as ever. And it, yeah, it was good to see Buddy taking some overheads, kicking a few goals as well. But uh, now the Swans look really good. Fremantle are a team that can be really, really tough and can close Sydney down. But Sydney played their natural game and, and looked really, really good. I think this um, being on the road together as a unit is really, really working for the Swans. Yeah, it's, it is, isn't it? You can see that with mm. certain football teams. You can see it with certain NRL teams as well. Yep. Penrith wobbled. They got the points against Brisbane, but the Melbourne Storm, well, they've got used to this. They've based themselves on the Sunshine Coast last year, so they've almost got two homes, and again, 15 straight wins. Is anyone going to stop them? Look, I doubt it. I, I, I think they looked unbelievably good. They brought Pappenhausen back for about 35 minutes, and he was a little bit rusty, but still showed glimpses of his brilliance. The thing that I like about Melbourne is Craig Bellamy actually gave his team an absolute rocket after that match. They, they got the chocolates, but he just said that um, he thought they're disciplined and, and they lacked a bit of hard work. They, they got the results and he said if they continue to play that, that way, they won't be successful in September. So Bellamy is always putting the pressure on his team to keep standards absolutely high. Yeah, he's a hard taskmaster. Well, we're all about the Olympics today on Afternoon Sport. Ash Barty, she's been beaten. We'll cross to Jaslyn Hewitt real soon. All right, time to talk tennis. And, uh, well, let's start with Naomi Osaka because that opening ceremony where she lit the flame after all her troubles, uh, Jaslyn Hewitt, uh, it was really nice. I know. It's such a special moment for her um, just to be acknowledged as a, as a true Japanese athlete over there. I think some of the you know, documentaries that she's come out with, it's been such troubling times for her finding her own identity. Um, and I think that was just a, a poignant moment for her to actually light the flame. Now, now, sport is a wonderful game, um, and we've seen Ash Barty go from the top of the tree winning Wimbledon to being knocked out in the first round. 
Oh, what an absolute disaster it was yesterday for Ash. Um, nothing could actually go right for her. Her serving percentage was so low yesterday. And uh, no, she lost to Sarah Soribes Tormo from Spain. And, and Sarah just came out there with the right tactics and was just going heavy into uh, Ash's backhand, getting it up high and forcing her to hit that double hander. So it just limited yeah. the amount of craft and skill that. Uh, Ash typically plays with. Um, she did save too much points. I thought we might have a dream comeback for her when it was uh, 5-3 in the second set and such a tight smash there to, to bring it back to juice. Yeah. But unfortunately, she came back into, into net in the next uh, match point and, um, yeah, stuffed it up in the net. But, yeah, the highs and lows of sport and um, it's just the game. There's another tournament next week. Mm. Yeah, Isla Tamjanovic uh, has continued her good form that she's been showing over the past few weeks and uh, a good win for her. Yeah, definitely a great win for her. Uh, Yesterday, she's going to have a really tough match uh, today against Alina Svitolina, the number four seed. Isla's playing some great tennis and, uh, yeah, the only female we've got left in the draw. So hopefully she can, um, yeah, pull another good win like her, like her recent form in Wimbledon was showing. Uh, the men seem to go a little bit better. Um, we've got a couple of guys through, James Duckworth and John Millman. Yes, yeah, so both of those had uh, uh, great wins. James uh, won in a tight three-setter. Uh, John Millman uh, beat the uh, the Italian who's been playing really well, Massetti. Uh, but but the biggest uh, name this week has been uh, Max Purcell, a yeah. take-out Felix Auger-Alessine. Um, it was actually an amazing match yesterday, 6-4, 7-6. Only a week ago, Max was playing a challenger in Kazakhstan. So this is where you, you start promoting. Yes, he's made significant progress in the in the doubles with his uh, Australian Open doubles a couple of years ago with Luke Purcell. However, within his singles, that's been taken, been on the back burner while he'd focused on the doubles. And it was amazing that he got this opportunity after Andy Murray uh, pulled out last minute. So he got that uh, slot in there and, uh, yeah, an amazing match for him yesterday. Sam Stosa had a loss, but um, look, I, I don't want to... Look, Sam Stokes has won a, a Grand Slam, but she is in the twilight now, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. I think her her main focus will be on the doubles, and this is where I think a, a lot of the Australians have had such success in doubles as well. You've got Ash Barty, Storm Sanders going through, Ellen Perez and Sam Stoza, um still going in the doubles there. They've got a tough one against Ostapenko and Sevastova. Um, and on the men's side, we've, we've still got Millman and Seville and Purcell and Piers in the doubles as well. So we do have some gold chances there with the, with the doubles in particular. Um, I'm not sure about our hopes in the singles. Just when you you got the likes of um, in the women's draw, it's still quite tough with Osaka, Kvitova, and Pliskova. So um, I'm liking our chances for a gold in the doubles now more so. Yeah, big time. Um, and the men, you think Djokovic should be hard to beat? Definitely, but you've you've still got Medvedev and Tsitsipas in there. So mm. if you're talking about the old big four, definitely uh, Novak's up there and. Uh, probably the biggest name in the draw at the moment. But uh, with those young guys, those next generations, Daniel Medvedev and Tsitsipas coming up, it, it is, you still have some big names in the men's side too. The whole Olympics has been great to watch, hasn't it, Jess? Oh, it's fantastic. I just think uh, now we've got the Brisbane Olympics coming up and I remember the big push in sport when we had Sydney in 2000 and that, that 10 years leading up. I just can't wait to see what the government and the opportunities for uh, sports and our athletes will be in the future. Absolutely. Brighter days ahead, onward and upward. Thanks, Jazzy. Thanks, guys. 
Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all the latest on the ground in Tokyo. From Fox Sports News, it is Drew Jones. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. Oh, well, look, I tell you what, thank God for the Olympics. Absolutely loving it. And uh, the man on the ground for Fox Sports News is Drew Jones. How are you, Drew? G'day, boys. Really well. How are you going in lockdown? Uh, doing it tough, but not as tough as probably uh, some of the athletes are doing out there at the moment. It looked, it looked fantastic. The opening ceremony, I thought, was, was, a, was a great result. Yeah, it was really great to, to be there. I was one of the lucky ones who managed to snag a ticket um, and to experience it firsthand when, mm-hmm. I guess... You know, you know that there's you know billions of people watching, but you're one of the few people to actually be in the stadium. Was mm. an amazing experience, um, and something certainly I'll remember. Were you sitting next to Anastasia Palaszczuk? Uh, yeah, I was getting uh, I was getting cokes for her and burgers, and you know, looking after her. Um, I was bumping fists with Jill Biden. Um, yeah, just just rubbing shoulders with the VIPs, uh, but it really stood out um, at the start. And really enjoyed the ceremony, but um, it was quite a you know a somber opening. Um, if you remember the way that they they choreographed the the opening ceremony, and there was protests outside, and the process was so loud that that sound was just carrying into the stadium because it was such a a quiet and somber start. It just sort of impinged on the very start of the the ceremony. That was a really surreal moment. Um, where you sort of the mm. coronavirus sort of um, the pandemic filtered through, uh, yeah, yeah it, it like filtered into the into the stadium, and and at the time that was when they had the um, the people running on the on the treadmill, and they, they were trying to represent you know the pandemic in the mm. way that they opened the games, and they sort of converged into that one moment. I'll probably never forget that. Yeah, well, there'll only be a few of you that do remember that, though, because there was barely anyone in there. And from the, the global broadcast, that didn't come through at all. So um, whoever came up with that idea was very clever. And obviously, it was very much uh, focused on what their, their their broadcast audience would watch. I, I thought it was really good, and I'm glad that you got the opportunity to go. Now, you are at the Boomers last night. They were scrappy. They were clunky. But uh, by the end, they, they got a, a decent win. Paddy Mills, he's just extraordinary. Just goes to another level when he wears the the green gold, doesn't he? He was superb again last night. Um, again, great to be there and experience um, watching them live and getting a really good feel for for what they're all about. Um, and we know the quest for the medal. Uh, you know that sixty five years they've been a part of elite international competition and they've never medaled. They've come fourth five times across Olympics and World Cups. A lot of heartbreak. Um, we remember the game against Spain going to double overtime. So, um, yeah, they were rusty. 26 turnovers. Took a little while to to shake off Nigeria, who aren't a bad team, um, but they'll have bigger challenges going forward. Italy and Germany won't present too many problems for them, but once they get out of the pool, it'll be interesting. And, and um, the United States now potentially could be an opponent a little earlier than they would normally be. 
Now, Drew, what a what a few days for Kate Campbell. Uh, she gets to be the flag bearer for a country and then gold in the in the women's four by one hundred. Yeah, great to see Kate move into that really illustrious territory. Now she's one of four Australians all time who have won a gold medal in an event three times, and she's still got a fair bit left on her roster. She's you know one of Australia's best ever sprint swimmers. Um, and she'll have the chance to to have a crack at gold in a couple more events. Um, of course, Emma McKeon is going to be hot on her heels when it comes to the the shorter events in the freestyle. But yeah, she's a superb athlete. Her and Bronte, it feels like have been around for a very long time. But it was great to see them win gold. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this was the feeling amongst many that once the sport and competition had begun, that a lot of the talk around the pandemic would start to slip away. And it's certainly that from uh, an Australian perspective. If you go and look at the front page of the, the Telegraph or the Herald Sun, it's all about the Olympics. And uh, I, I was interested to find out what's it like there from your point of view. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I noticed that in the, the lead up in the few days before the Games, you know, properly started, you know, a lot of the live crosses we were doing, a lot of the chatter was about the cases locally in Tokyo and the fact that, you know, maybe the the locals necessarily didn't want the games to go ahead. But as soon as, you know, the opening ceremony was over and, and the sport got underway, it really has shifted. And then the positivity around our coverage, certainly on Fox Sports News, but also, being out in the field, going out to these events and seeing the locals, they're coming up, they're saying hello, they're saying welcome to Japan. You know, they're making the effort to interact with us and saying, you know, we're happy to have you here. We're excited that the games are on. There's been very, very little negativity that I've seen from the locals. And even though, as I've already said to you guys, that it isn't, you know, hugely obvious when you walk around the city or certainly from what I've seen that the Olympics is actually on. Um, once you get out to the venues, there's people around who want to be involved, even if they can't be inside. So that's really great to see. Now, Drew, I see there's a, there's a typo in the Olympic program. Um, it's around the dream team. The Americans lost to the Australians in the lead up and they lost to the French. How can we call them the dream team? Yeah, they're not the dream team. They're, ba- they're barely scraping out of their pool at this stage. So their winning run at, at Olympic Games is over. So it was about 24 or 25 games dating back to 2004. So they got a real shock. They were sloppy against the French last night and then they paid for it down the stretch, as they say. But they were winning really for the whole game and then the turnovers started to rack up at the very end and the French took their opportunities. Who do have some good NBA players, Rudy Gobert and Aaron, Evan Fournier, uh, Nicholas Batum. So... It's a it's a rude shock for them. For instance, Drew Holiday, who played really well for the US last night, he won the championship with Milwaukee in the NBA. They only flew in, you know, less than twenty four hours before actually playing. So they've come off probably a few days of celebration, but it's certainly a discombobulated. United States team. Yeah, there's a few breweries in Milwaukee as well. And there, there was some sort of party after 50 years. Drew, uh, keep the dream alive. Go and have a nap, mate. Uh, I know you've been working um, uh, plenty of hours, but I'm sure you're having a great time. We'll talk to you real soon. Drew Jones from Fox Sports News. Thanks, boys. Take care. Down under. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to our guest, Drew Jones, and to Jaslyn Hewitt. Thank you to our sponsor, Spartan Sports. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And the great man, our producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.